views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. evening and welcome to this live broadcast of Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty Reed, of course. Today's day is January the 3rd, 2020. I hope that everyone had a happy and safe new year. Uh, you know, I've read about people getting shot and killed because people shooting firearms recklessly um, going along with that tradition. I don't want to ro- waste my ammo uh, doing that type of stuff. But I hope that your New Year's uh, eat, uh, was safe. And I just hope that this decade, this new decade that we have entered into will be one of peace, be one of prosperity. Um, But I tell you, man, we're not starting it off right this year on the peace front. And that's what tonight's program is about. In case you've been sleeping under a rock or something, um, you may not have heard the news that Donald Trump uh, just ordered the assassination of a top Iranian general. And tonight, you know, we want to talk about that and what we should expect now. This was one of Iran's top generals, and he was also a political figure, and he was very close um, to the supreme leader of Iran. Um, But he wasn't the only one who was killed. You also had a commander, um, Iraqi forces, who had been fighting terrorists. And many would say, and I would agree, that these were Western-backed proxies. Um, And then also Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has been... um, funding terrorism all across this world, okay, but particularly in the Middle East, particularly in in Iraq and Syria. Um, So anyway, this general, his name was Qasem Soleimani, I probably messed that up, Soleimani, he was a 62-year-old who headed their foreign arm of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, with Corps, which is Iran's elite military force and very, very popular in Iran and among Tehran's allies. Now, he survived several previous assassination attempts over the past 20 years. He was also credited with helping armed groups Um, in Iraq to defeat the Islamic State of Iraq, which they were calling ISIS and the Levant uh, group. Um, So we're going to talk about all of that. And then, you know, what can we expect here behind the enemy lines of USA? What, What can we expect? You know, I know a lot is unknown right now. We don't know what Iran's response is going to be. Um, We don't know if they're going to have a measured response. We don't know. I mean, we can look at their statements and the things that they're saying. 
you know, but hey, you could be saying one thing and do another thing. So I, I'm, I submit to you that everything's up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen, but um, I tell you, I hate to be in the U.S. military station anywhere in the Middle East right now. I hate to be in um I would hate to be uh, based in Iraq. I would hate to be in Syria right now. If I think that Donald Trump has put those troops in a very, very bad position. And, of course, as I've been watching some of the mainstream um, media reports today, I was watching CNN briefly um, today, and I, I tell you, man, the mainstream media... Um, there's never been a war that the U.S. has been involved in that the mainstream media has not helped to sell to the American people. I think the American people today, because of social media, because of networks like BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com, um, other people who are on different platforms like YouTube, and I, I think that the American people today are a little bit more wiser you know, uh, to the lies of, of uh, whatever regimes occupying power in Washington, D.C., and not so easily duped. But I'm telling you, man, I, I was watching one report, and it's like they just rewriting history now. There was a drone, a U.S. drone that was shot down in Iran. Um, I think it landed in Iran, if I remember correctly. And then there was an attack on the uh, oil pipeline inside of Saudi Arabia. And the media been reporting it like it's a fact. Like they know, you know, who did it, who was behind what. Um, just like they're reporting as fact that, oh, this this uh, Iranian general was planning attacks on U.S. personnel, on U.S. citizens. I mean, they're trying to paint this guy like he's a terrorist or something, you know, saying that he killed hundreds of Americans. And I'm like, did he did he kill American civilians or did he possibly in and Never mind you that this guy ain't out there with no rifle shooting anybody. He's a general. He's a commander. He's not out there doing the fighting. You know what I'm saying? But they're saying, oh, he killed hundreds of people. He's such a bad person. I mean, well, if, if that's all the criteria that we need, you know, um, then there's a whole bunch of terrorists at the Pentagon. Okay? A whole bunch of terrorists um, who have occupied the Oval Office. So joining me tonight is David Wren, who is a former host of the Tando Radio Show, and he's also a prepper. And, you know, we want to discuss this assassination and what it could mean, not just for that region, but for global markets. And what, if anything, people should do to prepare for this possible war with Iran. And, and I wouldn't even say with just Iran. Iran and Iraq's are friendly now. This isn't the days of Reagan when Saddam Hussein was in power and um, they were supplying him with chemical weapons uh, in their war. I think it lasts something like eight years with Iran. Both of those countries have a majority Shia majority. It's that sect of Islam, Shia. Okay, you got Shias, you got Sunnis. I think those are the two most well-known sects uh, in Islam. And they have uh, a lot of things in common. And, and indeed, I know Donald Trump likes to take credit for getting rid of those terrorists 
Um, and, you know, they're still not all gone, but um, they have certainly been di- diminished inside of Iraq and even in Syria as the Russian and Syrian government, which I ain't, they ain't even talking about that no more right now. But they have been um, trying to get rid of the last pocket of Western backed terrorists inside of, of Syria. OK, so. You know, but I know Donald Trump likes to brag and say, oh, under my leadership, we got rid of ISIL. We got rid of these terrorists in Iraq. No, no, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. That goal, that credit goes to Iran. And whether we're talking Iraq or Syria, that credit goes to Iran, Iraq and Syria. That's who that credit goes to. Okay. Um, I mean, there are reports out there that the CIA in Syria was backing one group of so-called rebels, and then the Pentagon was backing another arm and another group, and then they ended up fighting each other, okay? Um, so, you know, you want to talk about funding terrorism and, and, and furthering terrorism in the world, I submit to you that there is no bigger terrorist on the planet than the U.S. government. All right, so before I bring Dave on, let me just read this quick article from Al Jazeera um, to you. Uh, let me see, get that up and pulled up. Um, it's just to give you a little bit of background information. Uh, Trump's assassination of, of Soleimani, five things to know. A simple explainer, why did US the U.S. kill Qasem Soleimani and how has Iran responded and what might happen next? So it, it goes on to say U.S.-Iran tensions have peaked with the assassination of Soleimani, a 62-year-old who headed the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Uh, he was deeply popular and among Tehran's allies. He survived si- several previous assassination attempts over the past tw- 20 years and is credited with being responsible for the defeat of ISIS inside of Iraq. At the direction of U.S. President Donald Trump, the U.S. military killed Soleimani, head of Iran's Quds Force, the, the arm of the arm. Now they're being kind of redundant, but this happened in the early hours of Friday, uh, January the 3rd. That was this morning. Okay, in an air raid near the cargo area of a Baghdad International Airport. Now, you, I just, you know, again, right before I come on air, I heard Donald Trump on the TV and he told me, oh, we caught him in the act. Dude, this guy was going to the airport. You didn't catch, you, he making it sound like, oh, we caught him planting bombs at the U.S. Embassy or something like that. Okay, but Donald Trump, told, oh, we caught him in the act. Now, I have um, gotten information that this was a drone attack. This was a drone attack. And he had been traveling in a car when the missiles hit from this drone, reportedly having flown into Iraq from Lebanon or Syria. The Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps said 10 people were killed, including five of its members, including Suleimani. Um, also, Deputy Leader Hashah al-Shabi, or Popular Mobilization Forces, an Iran-backed Iraqi paramilitary unit was among the dead, as well as other Iraqi militia members. The PMF is supported by the IRGC, which trains several groups in the region. The PMF's al-Muhandis was seen in t- as Tehran's man in Iraq. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop it there. 
okay, because um, it's kind of long, but I don't, I don't want to read it all. Um, but I, I tell you, here's the thing. Earlier this year in January, and it wasn't the first time. No, not earlier this year. Last year, it's 2020. But in January of 2019, the Iraqi government asked the United States to start occupying their country and leave. Look, we've been in Iraq for 17 years now. When I say we, y'all know I ain't talking about me, okay? But the United States government and military has been occupying Iraq since 2001, basically, 17 years, right? Okay, and they've long asked them to leave. But, of course, you know, if you don't want to leave a region, what do you do? You you know, you create a problem, and then you come in like you the solution to the problem that you created. And I'm talking about terrorism, all right? I'm talking about, talking about these head choppers and what have you. Okay, so uh, we've been there a very long time. They have asked us to leave. And I keep hearing people frame this as the U.S. versus Iran. No, it's not going to be U.S. versus Iran. Again, I would hate to be stationed in Iraq right now because you are going to be between a rock and a hard place. You're going to have the Iraqis at your back and the Iranians at your front. I would hate to be there right now. So that's just some of the background of, of what's going on. In case you didn't hear, um, I would say in about 20 minutes, we'll probably open up the phone lines. Um, If you want to give us a call then with a question or a comment, you can do so by calling 704-802-5056, Now, at this time, I want to bring in um, my brother from another mother, Mr. David Wren. Dave, are you there? Man, I'm here, Scotty. Well, well, well done in the the intro. I, I couldn't agree with you so much more uh, on this thing. Happy to be home back on Black Talk Radio Network with you, and looking forward to it. And we got a got a lot. We got a lot of work to do. We got to get Tando back going and everything else. Uh, so I'm just happy to be here and to share just some of my thoughts and, and just to get our people prepared uh, because the 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 world has definitely changed um, mm-hmm. and and I would say that there has been a World War three has actually been it, it actually started in 1990 in 1990 and it's just progressively gotten bigger that bigger would have been when Clinton with, with, was with president right what's that Clinton was president that, at that time oh no that was that was a uh, bush the first uh, uh, Bush. Um, when, when um Saddam oh had, okay yes yeah, you're talking about the Gulf War which yeah, when, when which Saddam I went um, into Kuwait yeah yeah okay which was a lie yeah, also that really was right that was really the the demarcation line for the entry into World War Three and it just built it was just starting to build up momentum and now we we, we in my opinion come to a very very critical point. Um, in that overall uh, global war, and it's going to continue. And I, I don't think that it's going to be very, very long. You don't? Uh, but it is going to be pretty intense. So I'm looking forward to tonight's show, Scotty. Great, great job, because we need to really get everyone uh, on board as to what could be some of the backlash and what is going to be the uh, response that, is going to happen and like you said it's not just with iran because there's a lot of things that happen and for me 
Uh, I want to just say this, uh, Scotty, before we go into the videos real quickly. Now, I'm all for this if this will be done this way. I think this is a good thing if it will be done this way. And I'm, I'm being sarcastic here, but I'm also being very serious. If these generals and these heads of states just kill each other, that's fine. I'm all for it. Let that be the overall mark of who wins and who loses. Let, let the generals and, and the, 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 the higher echelon heads of state, let them actually be assassinated one or another instead of bringing the innocent people that had no decision, has no part in this, and is going to be the most adversely affected. Let them and their families be affected by this mm -hmm. and, them, and them only. If that was the case, I'm all for this. Uh, but we already know that that's not going to be the case. It's, it's going to be rich man's war, poor man's blood. And, mm -hmm. and, and so that's what we're really going to have. And so, uh, Scotty, I know we got a lot to talk about. What's that saying? Thing, I want to give it, my assessment of what I think some of the response would be. And, and, and go from there. Yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, there's a saying that you used to say about those who uh, legislate wars that they don't fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, the, the saying that, that we have is that, you know, if we continue to do what we're doing, allowing these governments to dictate our outcome, you know, and we really think about it, they create laws that they don't have to obey. I mean, they make laws that they don't have to obey, create debt that they don't have to pay, and wage wars that they don't have to fight. Right. So if they create the debt, you pay it. If you make the laws, you live by it. And if you declare war, you fight it. And I'm telling you, it's so many things that's going on right now in the geopolitical world, even from the U.S., from, you know, Scotty, and I, I really miss Pando, you know, just from that, that, that church shooting that was in Texas to what's going on in Virginia. And let me give you all, all a real clue. This, in my opinion, with, with, with uh, uh, Soleimani, had nothing to do really so much with Iran. The bigger picture is this. This is an active move against Russia. Just because one week before this happened, mm -hmm. last week, Russia announced that they put into service their hypersonic missiles. I read that. Which they yes, which they travel at 27 times the speed of sound, and they're on a glide scope movement, meaning they can, they can move. Mm -hmm. So at 27 times the speed of sound, if you move just a little bit, you are moving hundreds of miles because of the speed in which you're traveling. And there's no defense, defense for it. So now no. the Russia has totally nullified all of the U.S. military around. And I think that this is the rapid that they want to hurry up and get this thing going before they are uh, uh russia said that it is in service and they deployed it before that is fully gr uh, green lighted because you mean once mass that happens, produced that mean means they can't sanction them anymore yeah you mean mass produced and possibly uh you know also yeah. distributed to their allies and and you bring up russia before i play this clip of donald trump um being donald trump braggadocious and without a clue um but you mentioned Russia deployed that hypersonic uh, uh, missile. You know, again, I, I think it, fa it travels faster than the speed of sound. There's no defense for it. Oh, your defense yep. missile shield. Oh, that pff, man, you can't yep. you can't shoot down what you can't catch. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And so, right. but also what I've been pointing out as we got these people who have been gaslighted by the mainstream media and Hillary Clinton herself and her allies and with this whole Russia gate conspiracy thing. Now, now I mean, oh, I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but now you just think about that whole Russia gate thing. You're saying that that Russia paid for some Facebook ads and that was interfering in your election. Whether they did so or not is beside the point. Now, you see the U.S. without a declaration of war from Congress, without even consulting Congress. Congress is saying they didn't even know that he was going to do this. And you're assassinating not only a top general of Iran, but he was a political figure as well. And you want to talk about meddling in somebody else's country. You in Iraq, they being told you to get out, but you just going to occupy, you so arrogant that you built a billion dollar embassy, which kind of, you know, got burned up yesterday. Not the entire building, they ain't even make it to the main thing, but you know, you you had some fires uh, set on the outer portion of it. Um, and so you want to talk about some meddling. This is what meddling in another country's affair looks like. Not paying for no right. freaking Facebook ads, allegedly, that's telling you what a terrible monster Hillary Clinton was. You know, as if that's a lie. Okay? So I'm, I just think about the absurdity of that. But I was telling the person today who was saying, again, saying, talking about, oh, this is what Putin wants, and he's a Russian asset. i like, no, he's not. I said, he's a Saudi asset. He's a Israeli <laughs> asset. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't, why, right. How are you going to say? But getting back to when you brought Russia up, the first thing that came to my mind was the Iranians and the Chinese and the Russians just got through with a naval yep. exercise. Huge, huge one, and they're still, and, and the overall assets are still there because they all knew what was coming. You're absolutely right, Scotty. Mm-mm-mm. So I don't know why people want to think this is just going to be the U.S. versus Iran, and Iran hasn't responded yet. And when they're saying, you know, we don't take our time, they're probably consulting with their allies what their next move is going to be. You know, so yeah. so let me just play. Um, this first, because I got a number of clips that I'm going to play. I'm going to play one at a time, and then, you know, we'll come back for some commentary on what we heard. But this is Donald Trump being braggadocious. Uh, this comes to you from Fox News. Uh, that's the only clip I could find of his press conference. But here's Donald Trump announcing um, this assassination of Suleiman. President Trump is speaking now. Let's listen executed a flawless precision strike that killed the number one terrorist anywhere in the world, Qasem Soleimani. Soleimani was plotting imminent and sinister attacks on American diplomats and military personnel, but we caught him in the act and terminated him. Under my leadership, America's policy is unambiguous to terrorists who harm or intend to harm any American. We will find you. We will eliminate you. We will always protect our diplomats, service members, all Americans, and our allies. For years, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and its ruthless Quds Force 
under Soleimani's leadership, has targeted, injured, and murdered hundreds of American civilians and servicemen. The recent attacks on U.S. targets in Iraq, including rocket strikes that killed an American and injured four American servicemen very badly, as well as a violent assault on our embassy in Baghdad, were carried out at the direction of Soleimani. Soleimani made the death of innocent people his sick passion, contributing to terrorist plots as far away as New Delhi and London. Today, we remember and honor the victims of Soleimani's many atrocities, and we take comfort in knowing that his reign of terror is over. We're going to pause for one moment Soleimani to let our Fox stations join us. Perpetrating acts of terror to destabilize the Middle East for the last 20 years. What the United States did yesterday should have been done long ago. A lot of lives would have been saved. Just recently, Soleimani led the brutal repression of protesters in Iran, where more than a thousand innocent civilians were tortured and killed by their own government. We took action last night to stop a war. We did not take action to start a war. I have deep respect for the Iranian people. They are a remarkable people with an incredible heritage and unlimited potential. We do not seek regime change. However, the Iranian regime's aggression in the region, including the use of proxy fighters to destabilize its neighbors, must end, and it must end now. The future belongs to the people of Iran, those who seek peaceful coexistence and cooperation, not the terrorist warlords who plunder their nation to finance bloodshed abroad. The United States has the best military by far anywhere in the world. We have the best intelligence in the world. If Americans anywhere are threatened, we have all of those targets already fully identified, and I am ready and prepared to take whatever action is necessary. And that in particular refers to Iran. Under my leadership, we have destroyed the ISIS territorial caliphate. And recently, American Special Operations Forces killed the terrorist leader known as al-Baghdadi. The world is a safer place without these monsters. America will always pursue the interests of good people, great people, great souls, while seeking peace, harmony, and friendship with all of the nations of the world. Thank you. God bless you. God bless our great military, and God bless the United States of America. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, so there's Donald Trump uh, taking credit for some, and, and look, yeah, they did kill Al Baghdadi as, as he was hiding, but I don't give the credit to destroying ISIS to U.S. forces or 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 anybody else, the British and, and what have you. Um, that was the Kurds, and the Kurds united again with the Syrian government because there was never, you know, they always had good relations with the Syrian government. Unfortunately, they allowed themselves to be a tool of U.S. Um, interventionist policy, but I would credit Iran again, uh, even Hezbollah from, I think, Lebanon, uh, was in Syria killing him, but he, but this is this is how liars do, man. It's like 
everything that you do, you project that on the person that you want to target. Okay, so at all that bluster that you just heard in talking about terrorists, that's Donald Trump. He's talking about himself. He's talking about the government that, that he leads. And also, uh, let's not just play partisan games here because y'all know I'm not a partisan person. Because, I mean, he just got a $750 million. They might as well just gave him a trillion dollars for a new military budget. And then the Nancy Pelosi and the House leadership stripped uh, provisions out of the National Defense Authorization Act that would have prevented this. Okay, or he would have, there would have been, you know, repercussions. He would have been going against U.S. law. Now, he probably would have never signed it, but hey, that would have been all right with me. You wouldn't have had an NDAA that also authorizes the assassination of U.S. citizens. That also uh, um, authorizes the detention, indefinite detention. This all goes started with, with, I know I agree with you, Dave, that you know, the whole moves in the region that we've been seeing did start with Daddy Bush, H.W. Bush, former CIA head, and what have you. Um, but this stuff about the Patriot Act and stripping uh, even American citizens of long-believed rights and what happened, that don't mean nothing. I mean, yeah. I, published, I published an article yeah, right, from a right human now. rights group based in London um, who was representing this American citizen. He was a Muslim black dude, a journalist, who traveled to Syria on his own to get the facts on the ground. And this was during the Obama administration. Eight, five times they tried to kill this American citizen uh, uh, with a drone. And he sued the U.S. government. He made it back here safe. Okay, and if he was a terrorist, if they had designated him a terrorist or something like that, they wouldn't have allowed him back in the country. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it don't make sense. But yeah. he made it back in the country and he filed a suit in federal court demanding to know what justification the U.S. government had to try to kill him. And you know what the judge did? Cited state secrets and dismissed the case. Dave, what are your thoughts yep. on what we just heard? Well, you know, it's just what you said, Scotty. It's, you know, if you really want to look up the term terrorist, the, the actions of the U.S. government before World War II, but definitely after uh, dropping two nuclear devices in on civilians in Japan, is the quintessential definition of what a terrorist has, is. And they've been using that terrorist stance throughout. And that's just the truth. Do you, should the U.S. be in Iran? No. I mean, should they be in Iraq? No. Should they be over in, in that? No, that's not their land. That's not their territory. That's not their jurisdiction. Why is it? It's because they are projecting through their military ability and bullying to be there and telling countries you're going to play by our rules so you you are actually subjugant to us. And you could do that for a while until other countries catch up to you militarily and the rest of the world has. Because today's battlefield is not the grandfather's battlefield. It's one that's waged in cyberspace. It's one that's waged in so many different ways. Uh, uh, bio is one that's waged in, in propaganda. 
is one that's based in primarily destabilization and it's economic as well. And this is where we're going to see some major, major changes. I heard, you know, uh, celebrity figurehead Trump on his speech and what he said. And, and like you said, Scotty, it was, for me, it was just so insulting because you are exactly what you have projected as being a threat to you. And you're that, and you're, you're the primary cause of that. So what, what the U.S. government expects is all of the governments of the world to, to bow down to them while they, while they intrude and violate their overall ability to have their overall standing. Now, I, I'm like you, I'm, I'm a political atheist. I don't believe in these government stuff because this is what we get. But this is where we are. And because of this, we have to make the appropriate preparations by the everyday person because we are the ones that are going to be the most adversely affected by this. And the true controllers of resources are going to benefit the most by this. And this is, we have to really change our overall engagement with this. And these wars are because we participate in these overall, given the authorities, those so-called, these authorities, the energy to do what they're doing and look what they're doing with it they're destructive with it as destructive of nature and it's not going to change it's not going to change until we remove our energy but some of the things that scotty was was pointing out that that i really want to touch on and this is the world has completely changed because the response of iran is not just going to be iranians response it's going to be multifaceted and it's going to have the momentum of multiple countries around the world because Iran is critical to many countries. One, some of the countries that Iran is critical to is China and Syria is critical to Russia. And so uh, Iran is critical to Russia as well. Pakistan. You have uh, the, the South Sea of China. You have uh, in in um, Eastern Europe, uh, on on the border in in uh, with uh, with Russia, all of these places are going to to ignite together with the overall Iraq, Iranian, Syrian, Middle East area, and it's going to spread quickly, and it's going to spread very very quickly. And I don't think that the U.S. is ready for the chin check that it's about to get. And the chin check that it's about to get is going to be critical. I, mean, I, I heard uh, the ambassador of Iran say uh, on an interview on cele uh, uh, celebrity, I mean, uh, Cerebrally Naive Network, CNN, that since they, they basically a military action deserves a military response. But what he did say is exactly how effective and what that overall military response is going to be. And this is why Scotty and I are urging you all to get prepared for it because the military response is one of the military responses that since you since Iran has actually been uh, formally attacked, because you think about, as Scotty was saying, this person, you know, uh, Soleimani was not just a military, the head military, the the, the quintessential military general of the country but he was a political figure as well and he was a celebritized political figure for the country 
You know, if you really want to think about it, he's probably the third most important person from Iran. Mm -hmm. And so once you decide to target that individual, and they said that they said that he was uh, plotting and planning some (laughs) intimate attacks. Well, if he if he was not saying he was or he wasn't, but if he was, you don't attack him because in attacking him, that's an act of war. Right. Because you're not attacking the, the overall individual you're attacking the head of state of the country well dave also you know going back to bush um and i'm talking about assassinate w mm-hmm. um what did they talk about preemptive strikes no yeah. That, yeah. and and this is exactly uh um up um an example of a preemptive strike whether or not he was going to do it or not I don't know, you don't know and ain't nobody listening to us now or listening to us later is going to know they said Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, that was a lie they lied there, they said Gaddafi was killing his own people, that was a lie, they said the Syrian government was killing his own people that was a lie, okay so, so, Scotty, you remember you remember Scotty because you're making a great point. You remember when one of the Tando radio shows that we did was when um, Pompeo said, when he was addressing a group, a, a, a college foundation, he was in, and he says, we lie. Yeah, we that lie was college. He was talking to college students in Texas. Yeah, yeah. He's, exactly, Scott. Man, great memory, Scotty. You remember when we played it, what did he say? We lie all the time. Mm-hmm. Because they're using terrorism to project their overall agenda. And so now, if he was, let's say Salamandi was actually plotting, you know, some different attacks. What you do is you foil those attacks. If you attack him, because the U.S. and their generals have been planning attacks as well throughout the region and have executed those attacks. I was about to say that we cannot allow them to frame the narrative like, the U.S. is innocent in this. You will, I could, you could say, you could say he was planning them. acts of self-defense. Right. Okay, sure. you're yeah, in a country that doesn't want you there. You're surrounding and threatening them. You had an agreement with them, the JP, whatever it was called. Okay, and you tore that up. Um, do you remember Bolton bragging on the phone call talking about we'll starve their people? You levied yep. all these sanctions on them that people can't get food, can't get medicine, can't you know get get anything, and just so you could try to force them to overthrow their government, you know, like they've been doing to Cuba yep. since 1959. You know, sure. that's those are sure. all acts of war. You are those the aggressor. Are all acts of war. Yeah, yeah, and 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 and, and you know, Scotty. Just remember, the U.S. is illegally in Syria, mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're conducting military terrorism by being there because they have no legal standing or legal right to be there. They weren't invited at in. All. Nope. At, at all. So now, let's say that he was planning, planning, so you attack those overall plans and stop those plans. Once you attack him, that is an act of war. Mm-hmm. And this is what Iran is saying as well. Now, like Scotty said, that I believe that Iran is preparing with their allies. Who's their allies? Their allies are Russia, China, who have, like Scotty said, just, and just engaged in a major, major, major uh, naval uh, exercise, and the assets are still there. Mm-hmm. 
and they're actually China is actually sending more naval vessels there now as we speak. What do you think Russia is doing? Russia knew that they had to get that hypersonic uh, uh, ballistic missile up and running because they got the intelligence that the U.S. was planning to do this, mm-hmm. and they knew it. And some the rest of the world is Germany and France. France is saying you just destabilized everything because they did. It's, it's over now. It's, it's over Since now. Since you mentioned so, Germany and France, this, you know, um, none of the European nations is backing this. So that makes me think, uh, Dave, that U.S. forces going to have to go this alone. You know, the only way, the yes, only people I are. see helping U.S. forces would be Saudi Arabia. But let me tell you, when I was in the Gulf War, them dudes wasn't doing no fighting. They wasn't doing it. We was doing the bulk of it. Yeah, yeah. And Israel. Israel is full in on this. Mm -hmm. Israel is is full in on this, and and as could be expected. But I don't think any European nations would would help, you know. No. No. How how can you? you? You attack. See, you know, this is the thing. Now, I would hope, now this is what I, and I already said, I would hope that they would just target another head of state from the United States for, 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 for this ordeal. But they're not going to do that, I don't think. I think just, it's just, tra- just target and, Trump hotels or something, huh? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, well, it's a head of a state, a head of a state for a head of a state. So just think if, if someone had the audacity from, from what the propaganda that you get here in the state, what if someone had took out the director of the CIA, mm-hmm. uh, the Joint Chief of Staff, mm-hmm. uh, Pompeo, or the Secretary of Defense, or the Secretary of the Navy, um, and you know because those individuals could be classified as being engaging in terrorism in that area against those countries. Very, and if they took them out, the U.S. would have started nuclear strikes or uh, darn near nuclear strikes already. It wouldn't have been nuclear, maybe, but mm-hmm. it would have been all-out strike. Well, let me tell you. Iran is never, ever, ever. Think about it. The Iranians are no punks. They never have been and they never will be. They will respond and they're going to respond and their response is critical. And their response could be, and I think that their response is going to be something that's going to be so debilitating to the U.S. because they're not just going to do something small. Mm-hmm. They're going to make it painful, and they're going to make it last. And the reason why they have to do that is because they can't have a small response and then the U.S. and then give the overall momentum back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. They can't do that. Well, also, so, like you said, the, though, you know, Suleimani was a celebrity. Not just a yep. top general, but he was a celebrity. Man, them people yep. over there going crazy, man, over his killing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He he was a truly beloved, you know, person, uh, rightly yeah. or, or or wrongly, you know, and yeah. and so yeah. they have to respond. But here here is here is something else I had read today, David, is that they were. I read one article that came from a China-based outlet. Uh, I think it's called CGTN, something like that. But, it, you know, it's on YouTube and it's China. But they were saying that, and, and, and they were correct, that Iran first is making a case that this was a violation of international law. Um, it was yep. also a violation of the sovereignty of Iraq. Again, 
he was in there under the invitation of the Iraqis. He wasn't. He didn't invade yep. Iraq or anything. He's going yep. to the airport, and then you kill him by a drone. You don't even let Congress yep, was, know, let alone the U.S. I mean, the Iraqi government know. You know, and 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 so you know, I'm gonna play a clip of Ron Paul. He's yeah, gonna yeah, really yeah. nail. Some uh, what could be repercussion to this? You know, it, it don't have to be military. You know what I'm saying? No, it, it don't have to be like, oh, we just gonna go just killing up a bunch of troops and, and and what have you wherever they are. That could still happen. And I would surmise to you though, Iran ain't they can't control what the militias in in Iraqi militias might do. In Iraq, that's their no. country. They told the U.S. to get out. Trump campaign don't get in the south, but of course he's a yeah. he's a liar. <laughs> he's yeah. a liar. And, and you know, but just before you play it, and remember Iraq's responses. Now, what you did here violated your agreement to be here. So, mm-hmm. what are they saying? They're siding with Iran, and they've been siding for Iran for the past couple of months. And the U.S. knew that, and so now they had to take the initiative before they lost another stronghold. And the strong, they need Iraq. They need to have a war in Iraq because now they don't have Turkey anymore because uh, Erdogan is kicking them out of uh, Turkey as well. So it, this is all about the, 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 the pieces on the, on the chessboard to, to maintain oh, the center. Before I play this clip, though, you had triggered something in my mind about economics now. We just know that Donald Trump just gave um, one of the largest tax cuts for the wealthy in the history of the United States. And I was thinking about that today. And I was like, you already a tri- running a trillion dollar deficit from what I heard. Then you ain't got the revenue coming in that you did have coming in because you gave the taxes, the tax breaks to these corporations that's paying Z, making billions of dollars and paying zero dollars in taxes, the only people paying taxes is the middle class and 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 and, and the poor people. When we buy yeah. stuff through our commercial uh, goods and what have you, those taxes that that we pay. But I'm looking at this as a wealth transfer too, because now they yes, not only do they not have to fight in the wars, they don't have to. The wealthy don't even have to pay for them all day. Yep. What kind yep. of deficit yep. is that going to put us further into? And and I keep Woo. thinking about what you was talking about, the untied states of America. Yeah. And, you know, and so crazy, Scotty, one of the things is when your economy is totally failed, what you do is you create a war to have a false illusion of uh, of of employment and, and everything else. And, and it's. It's it's a it's a play that's been done throughout governmental history. It's Dave, been, they, just a week over ago, and over. just a week ago, and this didn't make much news, but yeah, I I found a couple of reports. Some of the economists was was predicting that um, the U.S. about to hit another recession. Oh yeah, yeah yeah far far worse. With what's going on in the repo market, uh, the bank repo. Uh, repurchasing uh, uh, agreements and everything else. Yeah, it's 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 there's been so much, and I've been oh my gosh. But yeah, we we are in. Uh, when I say we, I'm talking about the everyday people here, and, and they're setting it up for uh, a. I'm telling you the the banquet of destruction that they are plan planning is going to be all you can eat, and I mean that, and it's really mm-hmm. so. 
Yes, Scotty, I'm, I'm ready. Whenever you want to go, go to this. Okay, let's, let's go to this uh, clip because, from um, yeah. Ryan Paul. Um, you know, because we're not partisan people on here. Um, I think most people know that. You know, we don't, we don't, we're not cult members. We don't belong to either party or, or anything like that. Um, I participate in politics. Other people don't, and I understand why. You know, um, but I'm in agreement with you. Can't trust none of these people, man. Really. Um, but Ron no. Paul, although right. he identifies as a Republican, you know, his twenty-something years in the House was as a Republican. I actually voted for this guy in the Republican primary in 2008 because I was just checking my voter registration online and was looking at, you know, my past records and stuff and where it was showing where I had voted in the Republican primary in 2008. I was trying to get, I was trying to get this guy the Republican nomination because I wasn't falling for Obama's hope and change. And this guy was the only one talking about ending the drug war and letting those people out of prison. And what have you. And and then, you know, his foreign policy and then, you know, also his economic policy. He was the only one that made sense. Yeah, he he made a lot of sense, man. But here is Ron Paul on the Ron Paul Liberty Report um, with a, uh, it's about a 20 minute long episode, but we're not going to play it all. We're just going to listen to the first five minutes or or so. He's going to make some very important points that I think people should listen to. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With me today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. How are you this morning, Dr. Paul? I'm doing fine, but uh, I think our country's not doing so well. Our foreign policy's in shambles. Yesterday, we were hoping we could wish uh, people a happy new year and peace and prosperity. Today, things have changed a whole lot. You know, we complain a lot about Trump being inconsistent. You know, he's on again, off again, and he is. Everybody recognizes that, you know, especially like in Syria. You know, we're coming home, but put more troops in, that sort of thing. But um, I have to say one thing. Unfortunately, the one place where I wished he would flip-flop once in a while or totally change his policy, dealing with Iran. Yeah. He, he is steady on it. He said it in the campaign, and he's very loyal to uh, Netanyahu and to Saudi Arabia and to his own instincts. So he just says that they are the enemy, and he never lets up. And it's, and it's not like he invented this. Uh, he's adopted it. But uh, when I think back in uh, the, the history that I can remember, all the way back to 1953, you know, that was when we sort of decided that we hated Iran. Yeah. And it's been systematic ever since. And, you know, the Shah finally uh, gets taken out because of our positions being too radical. And here, here it is now uh, escalating constantly. And, uh, of course, what I'm referring to now where we have such a mess is these, uh, these killings that went on on the weekend. They the uh, major uh, Iranian uh, leader that came in. He came in uh, uh, for solemnity. He came in on on a regular plane, and uh, he he came to a funeral because a bunch of people were killed. Last week, you know, there was somebody, there was a killing. One of our contractors got killed. It was all Iranians, all the Iranians. They never proved a thing. Yeah. So he came in for a funeral for the people that were killed because of our foreign policy there. And uh, 
he walks in, of course, gets blown up and uh, with uh, an Iraq leader, an Iraq leader and an Iran leader. Yeah. So I think that uh, this chaos has been tremendously increased. And it's, uh, it's, it's hard to figure out how they can work their way out. But it's a hole that's been dug for a long time. But I think... Uh, the hole by Trump has gone much deeper and much faster, and there's no easy way out. But it's, it's overall, it represents the stupidity uh, uh, of the interventionist foreign policy, but also specifically uh, how the Republicans and the Democrats for 30 years longer, you know, it's, it's just been going on forever. But in the last uh, three years, though, it's been terrible. And it's led to this, and I think that... Uh, the, the neocons must be cheering today, you know, that they're getting their way. That's exactly, you know, what was necessary. Uh, this Iranian leader deserved it with no proof whatsoever. And uh, nobody's really on the air talking about, you know, maybe maybe they have a just concern about the way they've been treated. Yeah, like uh, they're totally uh, encircled by nuclear bombs. They're not allowed to trade. We have sanctions on them. We try to put on all these penalties on them. And uh, at, at the same time, it's all the Iranians' fault. Anybody get killed? It's the Iranians did. And they're the ones. Here we are out killing people that help get rid of ISIS. Yeah. So um, it, it's so chaotic and so ridiculous, and it's designed by individuals. Their only goal is to destroy Iran, and that's been going on too long, and I don't think it's going to happen. I think that uh, one, one big thing has happened, Daniel, I think it's the loss of credibility, our credibility. I, you know, I think, I think the empire is weakened, and that's probably going to be good on the long time, but this is, this is a real mess, and it's going to be very, very costly. And this whole idea that our government is justifying going in and, and killing this Iranian is that uh, they were committing they were committing aggression and they were planning to kill American and I don't think the evidence is very strong that they they that, that they literally have caused the death of Americans and uh, that uh, there was no proof and no concern that they it doesn't look to me like they they were marching in there with a plan and a strategy to blow up the uh, embassy and kill a bunch of Americans it, once again, I think this mess has been based on lies. The lies are perpetual. The media is with them. And guess what? Can you believe it? But Republicans and Democrats basically agree with the treatment uh, uh, that we're giving Iran. And if there had never been a lie told about our involvement in Iraq, maybe we would not have, we'd be on some <laughs> shaky ground. But there's a lot, continuous history of the Washington elites and the neocons lying through their teeth about Iraq to get us to go to war. From the babies being yanked from the incubators, that was all made up by Hill and Knowlton, a PR firm, uh, to Saddam's mobile weapons labs, and he was going to send drones over to blow up New York. Lie after lie after lie. So our default should be they're lying again because it's the very same people, the very same neocons. But the propaganda is so strong in the media. A lot of whoop, 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 you know, war, war footing. 99% of Americans had never heard of Qasem Soleimani yesterday. Now all of a sudden he is worse than Hitler. We all got to cheer because we took him out. Terrorism has been defeated. We finally defeated terrorism. But guess what? That's not how it works. And, you know, Larry Johnson, who spoke at our conferences last year, uh, a former CIA officer, knows a little bit about this stuff and about this area. He has a new piece out this morning that I thought was very good. 
And he asks a simple question. What is the end game with Iran? This is the question Trump and his advisors should have asked before giving the green light to kill the head of Iran's Quds force, Soleimani, and the head of Iraq's popular mobilization force, Muhandis. Two senior, senior military leaders assassinated like a gangland drive-by shooting at the Baghdad International Airport without any permission from Iraq. It's absolutely insane, and, and Johnson is right. To what end? What is the end game? Because you're mad? Because remember, uh, just recently Khamenei tweeted out, you can't do a blank thing to us. So maybe Trump saw it and said, oh, yeah, well, watch this. So, but how does that work for, <laughs> for, for Americans? That's the question. Well, you know, the uh, evidence is very clear that uh, our, our invasion and taking over and remaking Iraq is an absolute total failure. But people will say, yeah, but we got rid of Saddam Hussein. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Well, it all depends on how you look at it. If you think killing a lot of people needlessly and ending up with total chaos in this country, it's hardly uh, could be claimed as a victory. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, Mahdi had to resign, who was the prime minister, and uh, he... Uh, uh, it's just t- total chaos in, in the country. And what they have done, there were, were factions, um, and one of the factions that uh, helped get rid of, uh, you, you, you know, the uh, jihadists and ISIS, we're, we're out shooting at them. We've unified all the factions in, in Iraq. Maybe all this effort that we were going to introduce democracy and unify them, make them a great free con- country, actually, it's what we're doing now is unifying everybody, Sunnis and Shia and independents and everybody. And it's a combination, too, with uh, the identification of Shia in Iran and Shia in Iraq. And it's all the unintended consequences and foolishness of our foreign policy, but not, not much talk on the television of anybody talking strategically about, well, why does this happen? Could it be a reflection of a foreign policy that is doomed to fail and do exactly opposite of what they tell us they're going to do? And, and you brought it up, and this is... Oh, I'm going to stop it there. You're listening to Black Talk Radio News on the Black Talk Radio Network. I know I've been off air for a while. Um, I haven't even put out a podcast since um, November, but I was taking a much-needed break and doing some things behind the scenes uh, to prepare for the new year. And so I will be back on um, broadcasting regularly and putting out uh, more podcasts, but I felt I had to come on tonight uh, because this is very, very, very serious. And and let me say something. Um, I was on Twitter, Dave, and... Um, uh-huh. You know, they got this nonsense thing called black Twitter. How is that black Twitter? You don't own nothing. You don't <laughs> own Twitter. Black Twitter. This is black Twitter. <laughs> and they making all these jokes and stuff. And, you you know, a quote by a doctor. Sound like the Black Panther movie. Yeah. How is that a black movie? <laughs> Dr. Kamal <laughs> Kambon. I mean, it. Oh, that's okay, but, you know, the first thing that came to my mind with all of these, you know, it's trending on Twitter, black Twitter, and they making jokes about World War Three and, and if I get a call for the draft and all this and that, and they laughing and they joking, and, and, and I thought about what Dr. Kamal Kambon said. He said, our people are very serious about not being very serious, and white people are very serious about playing hardball with us and I would add to that not just with us but the rest of the world and and that hardball is genocide 
And yep. you, you know, and I think Dr. Paul is is right in his analysis that, it, and he says it later on in the broadcast. But you know, I had already went eight minutes into it. Um, but he says that there is a bill in the Iraqi government to formally demand the U.S. troops out. Now, if they sign that bill, since they're all uniting now against the killing of not only the Iranian top general, but one of their own top generals, and now everybody who might have been bickering with each other and, and what have you, now they're united against the United States and getting them out. Yep. What's going to happen? Yep. What you going to do then when they tell you to get out? You know what I'm saying? This is, man, this is just crazy. And here's something I do disagree with him. Dave, I don't think that they don't care whether what they do is successful or not. I don't, I, I, I don't yes, think they care. Yeah, I, exactly, Scotty. I was, you, uh, we're sharing the same thoughts. Go ahead, go ahead, Scotty. But, I, you know, I, last night I decided to look up well, you know, what's the oil stocks looking like like right now? 4% jump right after his assassination. But guess whose stock is going through the roof right now? All your military industrial complex companies. Halliburton. Halliburton, yep. uh, Grumman, you know, all mm-hmm. the ones that have the military Raytheon, contracts. Yeah. Raytheon, yep. all, all of them. That's the goal right there. That's the wealth there transfer. It is right what, mm-hmm. That's the welfare state. Yeah, That's you, the welfare exactly. state. Exactly. And you know what Smedley Butler said, right? The the former Marine yep. General. The Marine, the Marine General, yeah. He said mm-hmm. war is a racket. It's a racket. Yeah. And that's exactly. Yep. I, I don't think there's no end game. It's just the end no. game is perpetual I, war man, and Scotty, perpetual war. So, yes. And you know, Scott, Go another Dave. thing that I thought. Like you said, what's the end game? What do you mean what the end game is? The end game is tyranny and control. That's what the end game is. And like, See, when you ask that type of question, that means that you allow them to do what you want to do and you just ask them a question. Call it for what it is. You're, you're immoral, unethical, and, and you are tyrannical. That's who you are because that's what you decide. So... The people should be. I don't ask them a question. What the end game is? You can't see what the end game is. It's murder. It's murder, and so and it's murder of you. They're gonna kill you, and so it's very, very, very significant. And you know, some of the things that uh, and and like you said, I agree one hundred with that, Scotty. And now, when we really think about this, Scotty. Let's really take a look at what some of the things that the everyday person has listened to Black Talk Radio Network right now. Listening to what is it that you need to, instead of just looking at this on, let me just, and Scotty, you said it so well in, in, in quoting that our people are very serious about being uh, not being serious. And, and that is a codified part of the slave code. That's slave coding. Now, here's what's happening. People making jokes about World War Three. See, it's real funny when you can type memes and type this and type that. But when your phone gets shut off, your lights get shut off, your ability the, the to internet gets, gets shut, shut off. off. Your the... internet gets shut off. I think that, I'm going to tell you, you want to know how you kill millions of Americans? You don't even got to cut the lights out. Just attack their phones, and they did. 
<laughs> these people will have nervous breakdowns because their overall social media accounts don't work. Mm-hmm. You could kill millions of people here in the States just by turning off the cell phone. Say so they're going to commit mass suicide. Oh, they'll be jumping one right after another. You know, it will. the body count will be so high that a lot of people at the end jump and won't even die. They'll just, just because the, the bodies will be so stacked up so high. You won't even hit the ground. So this is, and this has been purposely done. This has been purposely done to neuter the thinking of every person in this overall area of this country to neuter their, their self-thought, to neuter their own decision-making, to neuter their ability to think for themselves, mm-hmm. to neuter their overall existence. You know, and Dave, this is be I mean, I, I agree with you, but at the same time, though, they have nobody to blame but themselves because the Internet's just a tool. The way you it's and I use right. it is a lot different than, you know, just trying to entertain myself and be funny yeah. and tell jokes and yeah. and stuff like that. And but unfortunately, the masses of people, man, are are not being very serious, as Dr. Conrad no. said. Yeah, you're right, Scotty. Now, let's say let me give you some of the capabilities that Iran has in response to this. That's not what the common place will be. They're going to get assistance. Who do you think is going to assist them? Well, I'll give you some a list of countries that will assist them. Russia, China, North Korea, Pakistan, India, Turkey, Germany. All these countries will assist Iran. And if Germany assists them, France will too. They've already been trying to assist them to circumvent the U.S. sanctions. Yep, yep. Great Britain will assist them. Here's what the thing that everybody could wake up tomorrow. Let's say on a small scale. Everybody wakes up tomorrow and gas is $22 a gallon. Mm -mm -mm. $22 a gallon because now... By shutting off the Strait of Hormuz, not only is that going to cause gas to go up, it's only a quarter of the world's oil that goes through there. You know, a lot of the U.S. oil is not coming from there. But what's going to happen is that the overall oil market around the world is going to be impacted. And super tankers around the world are going to be impacted because they're going to be afraid of this. Right. Not only is the Strait of Hormuz going to be closed, but what is the outreaching tentacles of Iran to start sinking super tankers around the world? And let me tell you one of the things about Iran. They do tit for tat. Remember earlier last year when the uh, British had stole one of their tankers, yeah. had captured one of their oil tankers. What did they do? They took two mm-hmm. British oil tankers. Mm-hmm. They're no punks. They're not going to play like this. So now they're going to have a – so that's one thing. And then all of a sudden everybody here is going to be caught completely off guard. Not only is your oil going up, your food is going to go up, you know. And that's the most crazy. important thing right there is the food. If gas go up, then the cost of transporting food, you know, goes up. Yeah. And therefore the food prices go up. Which is all imported into the United States. 
the United States doesn't grow food, and then they already had a, a bad drought and everything else. A lot of uh, 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 food production was lost in the last uh, uh, rain season that can't be replenished for this season. Not only that, though, so Dave, but also the migrant workers that Donald Trump, you know, chased sure. out the country. And you can say what you want to about, quote, unquote, illegal immigration, but I was not going to go to California and pick no avocados, and you weren't either. <laughs> Up, Scotty, you telling the truth. <laughs> Scotty said, and you weren't either. So don't it, right, Scotty? It just wasn't going to happen. And I was in Southern California. I could have did that every day, but I nope, I can't do that. So, and here's another thing that everybody's got to prepare for. Iran is going to do something that's crippling. And one of the, the most effective crippling things that you can do, remember, Scotty, was four years ago that the the NASDAQ was, 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 was shut down mm-hmm. from a cyber attack for four hours. Mm-hmm. Stock market was shut down for hours. The day after Christmas, Capital One and other credit cards and, and debit cards were shut down in the country. I know because I was at a gas station, and a bunch of people coming in that didn't even have Capital One say, hey, my credit card's not working. It was a, a young lady that was in there with me. She looked at me. I said, boy, this is how it's going to be. You better be prepared for it. She didn't have any cash. Any cash. And then the pumps wouldn't work. Here's what's going to be the major thing. What if with the help of China's cyber unit, mm-hmm. because China and the U.S. are darn near at war in the South Sea of China. Right. And then help with Russia, who has some of the best programmers in the world, coders and best programmers in the world, come out of come out of Russia. They decide to do a cyber attack and, and, and take down the infrastructure here in the United States. Let me tell you what would happen. Even if their overall attack was minimal, they, they let's say they weren't as good as they thought. The institutions here in the United States would take full advantage of that and swipe everybody's account and saying that, and they could blame it on who? The proxy, Iran. They could blame Iran. Mm -hmm. And then guess what happens? Your card, your account, your internet doesn't work. And how, how attached is everybody to their, how much of your life is on that phone and on that internet? All of that gets swiped away. And then not only that, you can't get gas because the electric pumps that are down. You can't buy anything because the cyber attack is hit. Now you stuck with what you have. And this is in the middle of the winter now. We're in the winter season. So, and Iran is very capable of doing that, but people will see an opportunity to benefit from that. Mm-mm-mm. And that will catch every single person. Oh, you won't think that crap is funny then because you won't be able to use your phone and get on on Twitter or or Instagram and to send up a meme and your thoughts about how funny this is because all of a sudden, Scotty, you remember, whenever you ever, remember when we were growing up or even as adults, when you didn't have any cash on you and then all of a sudden you got real hungry. Hunger comes at the most inopportune time in our lives and then all of a sudden you starving and Dave and really though it wouldn't take much because I mean it wouldn't take much. you got a lot of poverty now look at that homeless have, crisis in California in, and all these cities we are in the greatest depression ever right now it's just hidden 
you just don't see it as much. But I mean, you just don't see the. But the overall outcome is still the same. Everybody, everyone that I know, even the wealthy individuals that I know, everyone is struggling right now for a reason. But the stock market's doing great, though. According but the to stock Trump. market is doing great. Man, Scotty, I'm so glad you said that. Because that daggone stock market is a manipulative corporate gambling that has nothing to do with your overall well-being, financial well-being, and your ability. Everyone is struggling right now. And let me tell you what would happen very quickly here. Iran doesn't have to worry about fighting the U.S. military. They could just do psychological warfare on them, cut the lights out and everything out in the United States. And those individuals that are overseas, their families, their parents, their mothers, their dads, their wives, their children are going to be starving back here. They're not going to be able to fight. Then the overall supply line to get into them will be broken because the dollar won't be used. They in trouble. They trapped for now. And your ammo runs out real quick. I mean, you don't get resupplied. The U.S. military is based off of supply lines without those right. supplies because they are, co- they, are, they are colonizers. How you defeat colonizers is you don't stand in front of them. Where you go with their supply line, cut their supply lines, and they die in the and, field. And that's what I was saying earlier to somebody on on Twitter. We were talking about, you know, uh, you know, I want this person said, I want people to think about the troops right now. I said I am thinking about them. I'm thinking about how they in the country, vastly outnumbered and surrounded on every side. See, I've been there. Yep. I was in the Gulf War. I know yep. what you're talking about, Dave. That was a, you, you know, I, I was based in Arizona at the time. We had to, you know, take all our equipment, our communications equipment, satellite, microwave, all of that, to Southern California, put it on a ship, and then that had to sail all the way over there, um, you know, to different ports, um, mainly yep. in Saudi Arabia and, and and what have you. Well, you know what? It's easy to target those ships out there on the high seas. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah, the NPR ships is easy. Yeah, they're they they easy to there. target them ships and, and what have you. And, and so it, it's like you saying, man. And then let me also, why this is on my mind. I was like, if I was trying to gather intelligence on what the United States is doing in terms of troop movement, all I had to do was turn on CNN or any other mainstream media outlet. Because today I learned they sending 3,500 troops to Kuwait. Why is that news? Why are you putting it? What do they tell us in the military? Loose lips sink ships. Loose lips sink ships. The U.S.'s military is, is, is... Vulnerable. is nullified and now because all you got to do is cut off their supplies and they're done because this is what happened when you are a colonizer you overextend your reach this is what happened this is why rome failed but everybody wants to be the next rome especially the united states but yes. you don't want to yeah, learn the lessons germany. rome and germany yes yeah. you're yeah. absolutely right you don't want to learn the lessons but defeated yeah yep overextend because you left your borders you mm-hmm. left your borders you know, China has never, ever left their borders in a military engagement. Well, they're leaving them now in military exercises preparing. They sure are. They sure are. And, yep. I, and it's they, because they of now. what? It, it ain't because they have these imperialist thoughts and what have you. You know, now we could talk about 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're not forcing anybody to make deals with them around the world, whether you're talking Africa, whether you're talking about Iran, whether you're talking about Syria, where they did deploy troops. You remember we reported on that, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they had troops in Syria helping the Syrians. Yep. And they're going to put more. They got plenty of troops to go around. They got to they got to disperse those troops. But see, where they're dispersing those troops, they're dispersing those troops in countries that support them. So they're actually not out of their borders. Right. They're not forcing any it, it, their, their troops on it, anyone. It's a big difference. It's a big, huge military. Because one of, the things, one of the things you learn from the art of war is this. Supplying of your troops is the most important thing. So Iran and Russia have the upper hand. The U.S. has the disadvantage because... They are not in countries that are supporting them. They are not there being asked to be there. So now they can go into a country and use the other country's resources, so that quadruples their ability. While for the, for, and then for the U.S., it minimizes theirs because all it thinks is supply lines get dropped off. And let me tell you something about the U.S. military. Let me tell you what they'll, how they treat their, the, the military. Just how they treat them after war and they come home and they ignore them? They'll drop you in country and ignore you, and you're done. You're on your own. And all of this you're was on for, your, foreseeable. You're a colonizer. All of this was foreseeable, Dave, and and that's why I was it, saying it, it really was. I disagree with with Dr. Paul about you know they need to determine the end game. They know what the the end game is: perpetual war. They know what the end game is: it's perpetual war, <laughs> perpetual war, profit. But I want to play um, yeah. this clip. Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's play this clip from from um, Bernie Sanders. Now, Bernie, I'm, I chose this clip because we're in the political season right now, the Democratic primary, and all of the Democratic candidates have been calling Soleimani a murderer, and he's killed hundreds of people. Uh, somebody compared Elizabeth Warren's tweet to Liz Cheney's tweet. Y'all know who Liz Cheney is. That's Dick Cheney's daughter, right? And they, ba- it was like, yeah, right. they basically, she must have copied and one of them copied and pasted one of them sentences from there where they was talking about, they and we're hearing the same talking point. He killed hundreds of people. He was a bad man and all this, that, and the other. And the only one, the only Democrat running for president right now, excuse me, well, he's running for president, but first trying to get the Democratic nomination, is the only one that's calling it what it is. It was an assassination. You had Mark, uh, Bloomberg come out and say, um, it's ridiculous for Sanders to call it an assassination. So the reporter asked him, well, what would you call it? He was like, oh, just pick a word out the dictionary. Well, we choose assassination because that's what it was. Okay, so uh, but this was foreseeable, and, and you know that's really going to come out in what um, Sanders is going to say here. Uh, yesterday, President Trump ordered the assassination of a top Iranian general, Qasem Soleimani, uh, in Iraq, along with the leader of an Iraqi militia. This is a dangerous escalation that brings us closer to another disastrous war in the Middle East, which could cost countless lives and trillions more dollars and lead to even more deaths, 
more conflict, more displacement in that already highly volatile region of the world. When I voted against the war in Iraq in 2002, I feared that it would result in greater destabilization in that country and in the entire region. At that time, I warned about the deadly so-called unintended consequences of a unilateral invasion. Today, 17 years later, that fear has unfortunately turned out to be a truth. The United States has lost some 4,500 brave men and women fighting in Iraq. Tens of thousands have been wounded. Hundreds of thousands of Iraqis have been killed. And trillions of dollars have been spent on that war. The result, <clears throat> today, today, we have massive unrest in that country. We have corruption in that country. We have terrible poverty in that country. And now, Iraqis want American troops out. All of that suffering, all of that death, all of that huge expenditures of money, for what? It gives me no pleasure to tell you that at this moment, we face a similar crossroads fraught with danger. Once again, we must worry about unintended consequences and the impact of unilateral decision-making. And let me repeat a, warn a warning I gave in 2002 during the debate over the war in Iraq. Quote, this is what I said back then. War must be the last recourse in our international relations. And as a caring nation, we must do everything we can to prevent the horrible suffering that a war will cause, end of quote. As the former chair of the U.S. Senate Committee on Veterans Affairs, I have seen close up the pain, the death, and the despair caused by war. I've gone to too many funerals in my own state. I've talked to too many mothers who have lost their kids in war. I have talked to too many soldiers, men and women, who have come home with PTSD, who have come home without arms and without legs. And I know that it is rarely the children of the billionaire class who face the agony of reckless foreign policy. It is the children of working families. Let us not forget that when Trump took office, we had a nuclear agreement with Iran negotiated by the Obama administration along with our closest allies. Countries from all over the world came together to negotiate that agreement, which put a lid 
on Iran's nuclear program. The wise course would have been to stick with that nuclear agreement, enforce its provisions, and use that diplomatic channel with Iran to address a wide range of concerns, including their support of terrorism. Unfortunately, Trump ignored the advice of his own security officials, ignored the advice of his own security officials, and listened to right-wing extremists, some of whom were exactly the same people who got us into the war in Iraq in the first place. As we all remember, Trump promised to end endless wars. Tragically, his actions now put us on the path to another war, potentially one that could be even worse than before. The truth, as we all know, is that the world today is a very dangerous place. We are seeing a movement all across the planet towards authoritarianism. We are seeing a growing arms race. And we are seeing nuclear weapons in the hands of unstable and hostile regimes. I believe that in the midst of all of that, the role of the United States, difficult though it may be, must be to work with the international community to end conflicts, to end the threat of war, not to promote war as President Trump is doing. This is how the true power of the United States is shown. And that is how I will use American power as president. Now, he's being criticized for calling it an assassination, and he's being criti criticized for not wanting to attack Iran and not blame Iran um, you know, for what's going on in the Middle East. It's, it's very, very clear who the world destabilizer is. It's not these other countries. It's the United right. States. You know, earlier right. today I had, you know, I had talked about the different things that, you know, and it didn't all start with Trump, but some of the things that's happening now. Look at the U.S. backed coup in Bolivia. They backed the right-wing, fanatical, religiously fanatical, a uh, uh, government there that's hunting down indigenous people. They they uh, did a military coup against the indigenous president Evo Morales, and now they're hunting down those indigenous people that's rising up and protesting. They what did they try to do in Venezuela? Okay, um, that coup didn't work, but they, it wasn't for a lack of trying. And they didn't start with Trump, but he just certainly tried to ramp it up. But that, that started under Obama. Um, well, I would even say before Obama. And yeah. and so I, I tell you, man, when Iranians call this country the great Satan, um, I have to say that they're kind of accurate on that. 
Well, Scotty, let's let's face it. The world would be a better place without the overall tyrannical ruling and the tyrannical influence and the tyrannical murdering of the United States government. It would be in a better place. It doesn't, you know, that the overall removal of Hitler, and Hitler wasn't just Adolf in Germany. It is a mentality of nationalism that permeates to where you think that someone's life is your overall that's the Catherine. that's the founding of the United States on slavery. That's the founding of the U.S. You know, because Hitler Hitler based his race law on American Jim Crow, on Jim Crow and Manifest Destiny, without a doubt. You know, Bernie Sanders said that in today's world we have countries that are un. Uh, I forgot exactly what he said, but I'm gonna just summarize. He just basically said. Unstable countries, both morally and, and, and objectively, unstable com- countries having nuclear weapons. Well, that's always been the United States. Unstable, unethical, unmoral. And what it is is because they have something called the great propaganda machine called movies, television, television radio, propaganda, radio, social media now social media, they're able to project their overall demonic ways as being an angel of peace Mm-mm-mm. that is deceptive in all of its overall dealing. Now, I'm going to disagree with him on him saying unintended consequences. No, no, no. They got, they got a name for that. They got a name for that. It's called collateral damage. They don't give a damn. They don't care. Right. And they don't care. And you know what is so funny? The patriots and the nationalists, because patriotism and nationalism, there is no no differentiating between the two. They're both the same. Right. And it's, you know, it's foolish for people to to be patriotic to political serial killers. That means that you are a sociopath yourself, borderline psychopathic, and, but they make it popular because we don't have original thoughts of self. You know, if you think about it, Scotty, there's someone in, in Iran that thinks just like you and wants the exact same things as you. But if you listen to the overall governmental agenda, it tells you to hate him and her and be prepared to kill him. Mm-hmm. The fool is you for listening. You know, some, because they can't do it without you. Well, to that point, I know some of my friends out there will say, "Well, this is global white supremacy." Well, that might be true if it was only white people that was participating, but it's not. <laughs> Say that again, Scotty. Say that one more time. That please. might be true. Some people want to attribute this to global white supremacy. Well, that might be true if it was only white people involved and participating. <laughs> but it's us as well. You know, this black person said to me today, but they attacked our embassy. I was like, you dummy. Our embassy? <laughs> really? Our? That's, that's your embassy? Right, 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 right. Right, right. 
So now you got, so if you say they attacked our embassy, now you have to take on that same mantra that you agree with having enslavement of, the, of your people, of your, of, your, of your ancestors and your people. Because that's who we is. That's that mentality. So we sick, boss? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like Malcolm it's said. It's like Malcolm said. If the house is on fire, the house slave is going to try to put it out, and the dude in the field going to say, let it burn. Yep. Yep. Just, but that's that's that mentality of that person, and I don't mean to say it in antagonizing way about that person because he's not my enemy. I'm looking at him as a victim, a victim of propaganda. Yep. Malcolm X said me is the most powerful entity on the face of the planet. It can make the innocent look guilty and the and the guilt um, yeah the innocent look guilty and the guilty look innocent. The United yep. States yep. has yep. never been propaganda. innocent. They're not innocent. I don't no. care what Anderson no. Cooper tell you. <laughs> or or any of you're absolutely right in this it's really, it's sad because, Scotty, you know, just think about they have this overall gun control, which I believe in. I believe in gun control. I really do. The first measure of gun control is you got to get all of these weapons out of these government's hands because they kill far more folks. They kill mm-hmm. millions of folks for <laughs> a longer period. They don't have a... They don't have a mass shooting. They have what's called a war. That's for years. To, to your point, to your point, Dave. They talking about uh, Suleimani uh, saying, "Oh, he killed hundreds of Americans." Well, how many? How many um, Americans got killed by police last year? Mm-hmm. I bet you was how more than Iranians a couple of hundreds. Killed? I bet you was more than a couple. I mean, how of many? Hundreds. I mean, how many Iraqis got killed? Well, well, you but Dave, they're, they're not Americans. Their lives don't matter. Yeah, right, 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 right. I know, Scott. I'm sorry, Scotty. My, their my, lives don't my matter. You know, I know. But, but who's killing? Embassy. Who's I killing? Know, I, you got me back. They attacked our embassy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Who, who's that's killing the Ameri- Who's killing more Americans than any entity on the face of the planet? And we can talk about the police. We could talk about all those people dying behind bars in this country and in modern day slavery and human trafficking. We can talk about all the people dying because they can't access health care. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. this country kills more of its citizens than any country ever has in, killed. In prisons and, you know, Scotty, and, and what I, you know, what's popular today is, is young people, particularly young uh, black women, being, being kidnapped and snatched. And kill, yeah. And kill, right? What we don't look at is, don't you realize that that's what the military does? Mm-hmm. But, but they just have it. They have a more effective program. They have so-called willing participants. They just create the overall environment for your ass to die. It's, we we got to change the way we think. And, you know... Scotty, before we go, but I definitely want to just touch on it. I really want you to, to chime in, too, on this. Is What's some of the things that, that can be done and how this can affect every person here? I would suggest, without a doubt, keep your vehicles full of gas because you may need your vehicle. I, I posted about that the other day, Dave. will not be available to you. I said if you got some extra gas cans or go buy some gas cans, and, yep. you know, it, it, it may not. 
last you for the length of however what may be coming down the pipe last, but you know, at least you'll have something to last you a little bit. Yep. Have a little bit to get home, to get where you need. Number one, you got to get food and water. Two, you got to get gas. Three, after that, we're in the wintertime, folks. You're going to have to get means to stay warm. You need energy. That's what, what warmth is, is energy. Then after all of that, if you can do it, you got to get silver as a medium of, 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 of barter and exchange. You, you absolutely have to. Because, and, and I would suggest getting a small amount of cash and have it on because your cash ain't going to last for, for long. This overall But like you war, said, though, what about when the credit card don't work or the debit card credit don't credit card work. don't work, yep. But then it comes to, and I'm going to tell you, I want you to really think about how the U.S. population has been trained to riot. As soon as the lights go out, People are going to go feral. They're going to go from civilized to feral immediately. And guess what? I'm going to tell you one of the biggest threats that we're going to face here where we are in the state is going to be hungry children that are going to be roving around like gangs. Then they're going to get fed. Then they're going to be, become opportunists. Let me tell you. Destabilizing the United States is the agenda. Every empire falls. This one is about to hit its face first on the ground. Well, I just hope and be that totally people, knocked out. I just hope people take this serious, man. I, I hope yeah, th- that what could happen doesn't happen. Cause I'm like, man, this could be, you know, remember when Saddam talked about this was going to be the mother of all wars? Well, you know, he kind of overestimated the ability of his military and then he was alone. Well, Iran and Iraq won't be alone. They'll be together. But let me tell you what he did say that was correct. He actually predicted the the, the future because that was the start of World War Three. This was has if you really think about it, he was absolutely correct. This is the mothers of all wars because it hasn't stopped. Well, that's then. true. That's true. It hasn't. It has not. He was absolutely right because remember, Saddam knew who never correct Karevis was, and he was actually telling what was going to be going on in the future. With future, this was the mother of all wars. Everybody thought that he was talking about between the war between the U.S. and Iraq. He was talking about the start of World War III. You may get rid of me, but your whole empire will fall. My fall will hurt my knees far less than it will crush your empire. But like Ron Paul said, though, that could be a good thing in the long term. But it's going to be a lot of suffering between now and then. It's necessary, and it's going to be a great opportunity from there. And it's I just would really hope, Scotty, that everybody really gets prepared. And it's, it's not hard to do. Stop what you're doing. Prioritize. With, you know, Scotty, since we've been on with Tando and since you and everybody, with this, we've been telling people, but guess what? Now the rubber is about to meet the road. And this is the thing with being prepared. All is great and okay when you can get stuff. It gets really real when you can't get it anymore because you won't be able to go back to last year or the year before that 
Mm-hmm. And that same mindset, and that same, the comfort zone we're in right now is about to get brutally scarce. You won't have it. Could happen. It, it really, really could. I'm praying that it won't, but it could happen. You and me both. And, and you know, you just got to be prepared. As if it right. will. Because, you know, at least, hey, if it don't happen, hey, that canned food lasts a long it. time. You, know you can saying? use it. Yeah. Because they, what you said, Scotty, we're in a depression. And that depression ain't going to stop. Right. 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 Iran ain't really the real big problem, the real big threat. The real problem is the slow progression of this depression that say it's going to start to consume. You see how people have lost, they, they short on tempers now. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, people are short on tempers now. I'm seeing elderly folks talk like they teenagers and ready to, you know, they ready they ready to get they get into a fight. But you know what though, Dave? Something somebody else pointed out that I agree with. Um, as we get ready to wrap it up, though, I mentioned you know Bolivia earlier. I mentioned Venezuela yeah. and what have you. But the masses of those people are standing up to the tyrants. They're standing up. You know, they may be getting shot mm-hmm. down. A lot of them are dying and what have you, but they haven't given up, and they're not just laying mm-hmm. down and taking it. We're seeing we're seeing mass upright. You look at France right now as as uh, mm-hmm. Macron tries to implement Catalonia. Yeah, take their pensions and what have you. We're seeing mass uh, uprisings across this world that we haven't seen yep. here in the United States. It could happen here. It could happen here. I hope it happens here. I hope it happens yeah, here. It's, it's time. It's time, it's, man. It's, 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 it's really time. All right. Well, Dave, it, you got any final comments, man? You want to? And it's man, been thank great. You, Scotty. I love you, brother. Love you uh, too, let's man. Let's stay on top of this stuff. We'll do it and then and, and then um, get some other shows in. If you need anything, definitely uh, give me a call. And I thought it's so funny. Right when this happened, the first person I thought about was you. And then what do I do? I get a text from you at that time. I was like, I can't believe it. <laughs> you can't believe it. So we are definitely here and it's, gonna, it's going to going to grow. Everyone go get gas, get food, get your, get your essential things because everybody's different. Some have medication that you need. Get that, you know, and, and, you know, and prepare for stuff and then, because when you're prepared, you are able to seize on the opportunities that will come in instead of you actually being caught off guard and because it's going to shut a lot of people down. So much love, much respect. Is As I said, never goodbye. As always, we'll see you later. Man, Scotty, I love you. Thank you so much, brother. All right, Dave. Love you too, bro. All right, listeners, Peace. we're going to bring an end to this broadcast of BTR News. Hopefully, I'll do many more, um, you know, as I'm able um, during this year, I know I haven't been doing regular broadcasts and what have you, but you know, it's a new year and I'm ready to gear back up because I know Black Talk Radio, y'all look to us for a lot of information uh, that you're not going to get from the mainstream media. Um, you know, uh, the only agenda that I have is to disseminate the truth. And I do my best to ascertain what that truth is. So um, just want to thank everyone. 
um, you know, we're over, we're entering our 12th year, our 12th year of a, a existence. And I just want to thank everybody who has supported the Black Talk Media Project, which is a, a nonprofit media organization we created in 2008 to provide you with uh, um, analysis and information that, you know, isn't being uh, influenced by the U.S. government or, or corporations. They do not pull our strings. You get nothing but the straight truth here. No chaser. With that said, Y'all be safe out there behind these enemy lines of USA, Inc. Peace and blessings to all.